Hey, hey, beautiful people. Thanks for joining me here on another episode of the Move Forth podcast. So it is New Year's Eve and, you know, it's a day that I have just felt completely different about for the first time in all my 40 years here on this earth. It's a day of reflecting and um, gratitude and excitement really about the future and I just hope that you are feeling the same and if you're not um, I send you love and I hope that next year you'll be able to look back on this day and to feel what I'm feeling today so thank you for being here regardless of however you're feeling today so and I do wish you a happy and healthy new year in 2019 so Today, I'm going to dive in a little deeper into um, quitting drinking, and it's hopefully going to um, to help you to see that it's not just this um, overnight thing, that it's not this you know super quick process, that it's not easy necessarily, but it, it gets a lot easier the longer that you, um, don't drink anymore. Um, and just also to offer you some tips on, you know, either how to get more control of your drinking or, um, to, to quit. So let's go ahead and dive in. I thought it'd be a good time to do this at the start of the new year. Um, you know, we, we tend to look at ourselves in a way, at the end of the year, um, with negativity, you know, with judgment. Um, and that I want to help you to break alone. If that's a habit that you have each year of looking at yourself with negativity and judgment on New Year's Eve, then that absolutely has to go like right now. So here we go. Let's go ahead and clear that check. Because what you should be doing is just looking at yourself with curiosity and your habits that you have with curiosity. And there's going, just by starting there, you'll find that there's this unfolding process that you don't even know what that looks like. And that's really, really, really okay. I had no idea um, what my quitting drinking, that, you know, breaking that habit looked like. And so when I, um, signed up to become a health coach back in February of 2017, um, it opened doors to lots of new people in my life. And, um, one of my dear friends, she recommended, um, that I listen to the podcast, the life coach school podcast. And that's an incredible podcast, Brooke Castillo. I absolutely, absolutely adore this woman. And, um, I was recommended to listen to her podcast on boundaries. So I think it's boundaries 2.0. And if that sounds like something that interests you, if you need a touch up on boundaries, go over to that podcast and please listen to that because it's an amazing podcast. But anyway, so I started listening to her and, um, in other podcasts, um, and was reading lots and lots of books and just in the thick of my spiritual journey still am. Um, but one of the topics that she would talk about would trigger the 
hell out of me was her quitting drinking. And I really didn't know that it was, it was really, you know, um, just a signal for me to pay attention to at the time. Cause I was just like, Oh, I don't like, you know, I'm really happy for her. Like, that's really awesome. But I mean, like, do you have to quit drinking? Like, do you have to, you know, because I mean, I was in a place I was drinking beers every day. You know, I, I love to take a bottle of Prosecco to a friend's house. You know, it's not like I'm downing cases of beer and, you know, magnum bottles of wine, uh, every day, but I did drink every day. And so I, there was something deep within me, um, you know, on a spiritual level that didn't like that I did that every day. And so that's when we have that, when we're triggered, it's, there's a part of us that is saying, Hey, you know, something here needs to heal. Something here needs to be addressed. And it's a good thing, y'all. It's a really, really good thing. So, I mean, it, that, you know, that went on for a while because I kept listening to her podcast, obviously, because I mean, it's freaking awesome. And it just kind of, it was integrating without me knowing it. It was just, it was just going in there. It was setting me up for being ready to let it go. And you guys, drinking is like, really expected now out of all of us. I mean, let's be honest, like how many ads do y'all see in the evenings now for drinking? Like drink this and you'll feel better. And granted, yeah. Like, I mean, a first sip of a cold beer on a hot day. I mean, who the hell are we kidding? Like it's freaking amazing. Or if you're sitting at a beautiful vineyard, I mean, come on, like, yeah. And, you know, just tasting those fruits, just, just the simple taste of it, you know, in your mouth. Like, I mean, come on, like, that's really, really lovely. But it's when you take it to a level of, you know, coping with it or numbing with it, that's when it's a bad habit and it's not enjoyed anymore for the taste or the experience or who you're with at that point. And that's not to judge anyone y'all like seriously, like I miss going to the brewery with my husband y'all. Like, I mean, it's, it was one of our things that we did and you know, we're, we're not going out to dinner as often, um, simply because, you know, I do enjoy having a glass of wine with a meal and it's not that I'm restricting myself. It's just that now that I'm on the other side of no longer drinking, I just don't want it anymore. And so I'm still navigating and transitioning with that. Um, I mean, for example, I, my, my husband, he planned a lovely surprise birthday party for me this past year on my 40th. Woohoo. Hey, hey to all my 40s out there. I'm sure y'all are rocking it. Um, I love it so far, BT Dub. But anyway, um, I went in there and it was at a lovely um, restaurant here in Pensacola. And, you know, everybody had a great time and everybody was drinking whatever they wanted to. And so was I. Uh, one of my dear friends, she actually brought me 
a huge bottle of kombucha. And so I just hung out with my family and friends and reflected on my life and um, drank kombucha on my 40th birthday. I really couldn't, I can't say that I would have seen that if, if you asked me that, you know, five years ago. It would have been, you know, me having a couple of beers, a couple of glasses of Prosecco or whatever, champagne, whatever. And um, probably, you know, drinking one too many um, because I get excited sometimes. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, who are we kidding? And, you know, would have woken up the next day feeling like, shit. So that didn't happen. It was awesome. And I just, I, I woke up the next day and, and I, you know, opened lovely gifts from everyone and cards and um, reflected on what a beautiful experience it was. I was like, wow. So it's stuff like that, that I want you to just kind of, you know, think about and just try to imagine. Um, because when I was listening to these podcasts and when I would hear that it's so great, no longer drinking, I couldn't relate to that. I was like, I don't know what that means, you know? And I wanted to know, I wanted, there was something deep within me that wanted to know what that actually felt like. And if it was actually worth quitting because I just wasn't there yet. I I couldn't, I couldn't relate to it. And maybe this is you right now, you know, not being able to relate, but the only way that you can is to give it a shot. Right. Um, and if imagining yourself no longer drinking scares the hell out of you, let me just go ahead and offer that you're listening to the right podcast right now and that it's all going to be okay. And that you don't have to just let it go immediately right now. If you have an open bottle of wine in your refrigerator or on your kitchen counter right now, it's okay. You can, you can have it tonight if you want. That's totally fine. Like no judgment here. Trust me. But if it's stirring you up in there, that's a good thing. It's a good thing, my friend. And so, you know, I just, I can't say enough how relieved I don't have that habit anymore in my life. It was something that almost was like, I felt like I had to do it. It's weird to say it that way, but it's true. It's like, I felt like I wasn't being normal, I guess, if I, I wasn't having a beer or a glass of wine every day or, you know, I mean, who are we kidding? I would have like at least three um, and sometimes four. Four was my limit. And I just thought I wasn't normal because, I mean, you guys, like, take a look around you. Take a look at society. I mean, like, we're a drinking bunch of folks around around here in in this country, aren't we? And it's, it's something that we really should just kind of look at a little bit. And it starts with looking at our own habits with it. So can I tell you that, you know, social events are kind of awkward? Hell yeah, they are. Um, But it's, I'd rather be restless or awkward at a get together, um, you know, at a party, 
Um, I'm going to be going to a New Year's event this evening with which, yes, there's going to be alcohol. Of course there is. So this is, this will be my first New Year's event where I haven't had anything to drink. And is it going to be, you know, are there going to be moments in there of restlessness or awkwardness? Yeah, of course. But is it going to be fine? Yes, of course. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm looking forward to going in there and having no strings attached, no expectations of myself, no need to explain to anyone. Um, and just having a nice evening and bringing in the new year and waking up tomorrow morning to do the day with my two boys, my two young boys and to not feel gross and hungover and guilty and anxious and depressed on the new year. Like I'm done with starting the new year off like that, you guys like, and that's what alcohol did to my body. And I don't know if that does it for you, but for me, it would just kept me in this constant loop of anxiety and shame and guilt. If I drank too much the night before, I would especially really love to wake up every morning around 3 a.m. and see how much I could beat myself up at that point. Um, you know, I would just start having these like, oh my gosh, like I need to quit. I need to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. I, why am I, why do I keep doing this? Like how many did I drink? Did I drink more than four? Like, did I, did I listen to myself or did I overdo? Did I, I can't remember. And my brain would just go here for like an hour, an hour and a half every single night. And I didn't attribute it to the simple fact that it was for me putting alcohol in my body. That's how out of whack my system was getting on the hormonal level, um, which affects how we feel, affects our thoughts, and then it affects how we feel, right? So it was this constant cycle of anxiety, guilt, and shame. And then it would, I would wake up, you know, in the morning with depression and this low vibe. And I would stay in that, you know, fog for a little while I'd come in and out of it throughout the day and then by 4 30 or 5 o'clock I'm back opening up a beer I mean think about it if your body is t you know telling you some things it could be you might be sweating at night um you might have random headaches um could have some aches and pains in your lower back or, you know, abdomen area. Um, maybe your skin is itching. Um, you know, maybe you can't see clearly, you know, like your vision is kind of blurry or, um, you know, maybe you have that brain fog, that dreaded brain fog that, you know, we blame on other things like, of course, stress. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, Maybe it's because you're, you're drinking and it could be throwing off your blood sugar and, you know, your body is talking to you. My body was talking to me. And finally, you know, on this course of my spiritual journey and, you know, all of my mentors and all of the books that I'm reading, the wonderful, wonderful um, people that are writing all these amazing, amazing books, um, that just kind of came into my life and friendships that I've made and 
um, you know, my therapist, my naturopath, you know, just all you know, fellow coaches, like all these people that have come into my life just help me to, to finally see the wisdom of my body. And so I started, I started listening and it ended up, you know, that I found a naturopath doctor, like I just mentioned, and I was in a place where I didn't want to do it anymore. And she said that if we want to heal what's going on in your body, um, you have to quit drinking. And I said, all right. So for me, because I was ready and because I had kind of been on that integration journey, you know, it, 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 like I said, it, you know, it triggered me and I was like, I will never probably be able to do that. Like I literally said, I was like, I'm never going to be able to quit drinking and I'm okay with that. And I kept saying that to people, kept saying it out loud. I kept trying to say it to myself. Like I'm just, I drink, I drink my beers every day and that's not going to stop. That's what I would say. And if you're saying those things, look into it. There's a message behind there because you're trying to convince yourself. And I convinced myself for a while. And so with, you know, each passing day and passing month and the more this idea of quitting, of, of letting it go, really, you know, let's just look at it that way. If that's, if that's easier to look at it that way for you, letting it go, it feels so good. Like to imagine pairing drinking every day with letting go, like, oh my gosh, like you guys, that feels so freaking good. And I, I want that for you. Like if this is something you do every day and you don't want to do it every day, I so want this for you. I cannot even tell you like the feeling that's coming over me. You can probably hear it in my voice. It's just like the weight is gone. And so it, it took that time of integration for me to want to let it go and to be okay with letting it go. So let's move on now just to kind of talk a little bit on how you can move to letting it go, right? So let me give you something at least that you can try. And this, this comes from the work of Brooke Castillo and it's for, to help you to honor yourself and respect yourself in this process. And I, I really, I really, this, this was really helpful for me when I was like, I'm, you know, I'm going to give this a try and just see how it works because what it does is it actually on a deeper level, it creates self-love and I didn't really, you know, obviously, you know, it's a buzzword. It's, it's everywhere. You know, you hear it everywhere and I couldn't connect with it. I really couldn't. And I didn't realize that I really couldn't connect with what self-love meant. And so this process of quitting drinking really was at the core self-love for myself. And sorry if that (laughs) sounded kind of funny, but it was self-love. And, um, meaning when you, when you honor yourself, when you make a promise to yourself and you, and you keep honoring that promise, no matter what repeatedly over time, that builds self-love and 
So let me, let me tell you how you can do that. So let's say that, um, there's an event coming up, like, like a wedding, for example, and you know that you're going to want to celebrate and, um, be carefree and, um, you could be very excited and that is totally fine. So what you do is you set a limit and you make that promise to yourself on how many drinks you get to drink and be honest with yourself. If 10 drinks is something that you can do when you're, you know, out in the evenings, um, then you say, I'm only going to allow myself 10 drinks. That means, you know, obviously, you know, there's pre-wedding drinks, there's, you know, wedding drinks, and then there's post-wedding drinks. So think about that time frame. Okay. That could be 10 hours. Okay. So who knows? Maybe you want to be like, I'm only going to have 14. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's these types of promises that you make to yourself. And then if you want to go ahead and look at it as at an everyday thing, you say, I'm not going to have any more than two like Monday through Friday. And then if you look at it kind of on a a weekend thing, if you don't have, you know, big, big plans, uh, let's say you're going to go to a happy hour on a Friday night. I'm only going to allow myself three drinks at the happy hour. And then I'm going to get, pay my tab and go home. Um, let's say you're having a dinner party with friends. I'm only going to allow four drinks during this event. And stick to that promise. That's a way that you can practice getting in control of your habit if you don't want to let it go completely. And that's totally fine. Totally, totally, totally fine. And for me, it's just, it was just better to, to let it go completely. Um, because I absolutely wholeheartedly did not want to be in anxiety and depression (laughs) For one more second, y'all. There will be many more episodes on anxiety and depression um, in the future. But you guys, I call myself the anxiety expert. Okay, because my goodness, I have, wow, I've walked that walk for quite some time. And so when my naturopath said, this is why you're anxious and depressed, drinking every day, I said, get me the hell out. I am done. Okay, so that's just something for you to think about if you're, If you are, you know, just kind of feeling, I guess, you know, out of control of your feelings, uh, emotional, um, more depressed than usual or worried more, just look into it. And if, and if you're, if you're drinking on a regular basis, there is a link there. I can assure you and attest there's plenty of research on it as well. Um, but it, just, just, just think about it in that, in that way and see if you can, um, you know, give yourself a gift in 2019, you know, like imagine how your life would be without the, the cycle of negative emotions, right? Now we're going to have negative emotions folks and don't get me wrong. Okay. But We don't need to douse it with, I mean, who are we kidding? I mean, it might sound kind of extreme, but it's kind of, it's kind of like a poison. I mean, it, it is. And I mean, it's a fun poison, but y'all know within your soul that it's a poison that, um, if, if abused 
makes us sick, y'all. Makes us not feel good. Makes us out of balance. So I hope that this was helpful for you on this New Year's Day, um, the, the time of the new year, as you you know, set goals, um, as you unravel this year. Um, this was my, my biggest habit, my, my biggest habit that I broke in 2018. And I just want to share it with you so that maybe you can too. And if you don't totally break the habit, if you just get in control of it, you guys, I'll be the first one on the sidelines cheering for you. Like hells. Yeah. So I hope that, uh, you have a wonderful day today. I hope that this year brings you growth and expansion and self-love and inspiration, motivation, gratitude. And I wish you the very best. Um, I will be doing an event locally here in Pensacola on January 6th at Communio Health and Fitness. And it's going to be on, um, it's going to be called, Why Do I Keep Doing That? And we're going to be looking at our habits through the lens of family relationships. And I'm so excited about this workshop uh, on Sunday, coming up this Sunday, that you're never going to look at your habits or your family in the same way again. And y'all, that is a win when in my book. Okay. So I'm very passionate about this work. Um, it's, you know, habits are formed, uh, from our childhood and then they are the survival skills that help us along the way. And then we take them into our adulthood, these survival skills. And by the time, you know, if, if we do become parents, it's, we don't need them anymore. And we have to look at all the habits that we picked up along the way too and get rid of the ones that no longer serve us. And so that is a major mission of mine um, with Move Forth Coaching. So I cannot wait to talk about that on Sunday. So please come and join me. It's 11 o'clock. You can see more information on my Move Forth Coaching page on Facebook uh, in the events section. So please go and check that out. And for any other information on how to work with me, um, and for other podcast episodes, please go to www.moveforthcoaching.com. Okay, my friends, happy and healthy 2019 to you. And I will be podcasting with you soon.